0: what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for friday january 22nd 2021 i'm one of your hosts blessing Oye jr joining me is natalie flores of fanbite how's it going
1: hi it's going great blessing now that i'm here chatting with you and ready to talk about some good games
0: yeah thanks for coming through natalie uh (laughs) you're our kind of funny spotlight for this week for people who don't know who natalie flores is who is natalie flores
1: Um, so I wear a couple of different hats lately, Um, so I am technically a games journalist, part-time games journalist in the industry. Uh, I've been published at places like Vice, Paste Magazine, Polygon, PC Gamer, Um, but right now my focus is as a featured contributor of Fanbyte, which is one of the best gaming websites with some of the best people in the entire space. Um, on the side, uh, this week I started my PR internship with Player 2 PR. We are working on games like Dordoin, which is a gorgeous indie watercolor game that got a lot of attention for its gorgeous aesthetics. Um, we're working on Chinatown Detective Agency, which is a cyber norm mystery. Um, we're working on A Long Journey to an Uncertain End, which is an indie game being written by past Telltale Games and Obsidian developers. So that's really cool. Um, and we have other announced and unannounced projects, so stay tuned for that. Um, and lastly, I am a student since I go back to college next week, my last semester up in the chat. Um, and I'm also part of the, the future class of the Game Awards with yeah. Blessing. Am I pointing in the right direction? Yeah,
0: Blessing.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait.
0: You were you wear a ton of different hats, which I think is something that that like I should shout out because, yeah, you work on the media side with Fanbyte. You are doing a PR internship. you are a student, and like you're you're juggling all these different things and you're also in the future class, which means yeah. that like you're doing good work like you're out you're out there killing the game. And so shout out to you. How do you all how you keep up with all of it?
1: Um. I, my mom is an immigrant, Um, my dad is um, the son of an immigrant, so I'd like to think that that work ethic just kind of naturally comes through, Um, you don't really have other options. I also do take care of my parents um, because uh, my mom was working at Publix uh, at the beginning of the pandemic and they didn't let her wear a mask for a solid month after the pandemic started. Um, So I just took it upon myself to take care of my parents and to help with the rent and whatnot. Um, And thankfully, I am privileged enough to be earning well, be surrounded by incredible bosses and people, both at FanBite and my PR internship. Um, So I am really lucky and I have had a great time in this space. And this is just another example of that, like another incident that I'm happy to have in this space.
0: That's awesome. If people wanted to check out your work and what you do, where can they go?
1: So you can go to Twitter at Hardimicia. That's hard, I-M-E-C-I-A. Uh, someone in the kind of funny uh, announcement tweet pointed out that that's a Final Fantasy 8 reference. Yes, it is. I love Final Fantasy. You will see me talking about that and so many other things there often.
0: Awesome. Before we get into the show proper, because of course, it's kind of funny games daily. It's a new show. We want to talk about the news. I want to know. I, know, I want to know from you, what are your top three favorite games?
1: So I I deliberated this because it's I like to cheat. Um so okay. first I would say The Witcher 3. Uh second Near Automata. And then the third one is a three-way tie between I mean it's a two-way tie between or just a tie, um, okay. between Mass Effect 3 and um oh god, I'm blanking out, but Yeah, I guess it's Mass Effect 3 then, because it kind of, it just jumped out of me. There you go. So I I love Mass Effect 3 and The Witcher 3 and Neuron
0: Awesome. All good RPGs.
1: Yes, yes. I'm an RPG girl. We, at Fanby, I host, uh, I co-host a weekly RPG podcast with my wonderful bosses slash pals there. Oh, and what's that called? It's called 99 Potions.
0: There you go. Go check that out. Uh, but let's talk about some video game news. Of course, today's stories include Xbox Live Gold prices going up, Resident Evil Village Details, and more, because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Funny games daily. To be a part of the show, it to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with, exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping for you. Uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific time, Greg, snowbike Mike, and myself will be over on IGN playing Among Us with Stella, Akeem, uh, Khalif Adams, Alana Pierce, and more. Uh, we'll be doing that for Child's Play Charity. And so you can come through and join in on the fun tonight over on IGN again at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You don't want to miss that. Uh, I don't even have this written down in housekeeping, but I'll shout out anyway. The blessing show episode two is up right now, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, it's all about Hitman and why I think IO Interactive is the perfect studio to work on 007. So go check that out. Uh, of course, the Blessing Show is happening every other Thursday. And so, again, thank you guys for your support. I think I, think, I, think I thanked you guys last time when episode one went up. But again, thank you guys. You guys have been awesome supporting it. Uh, go watch it if you haven't yet. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress. But I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report.
2: It's time for some news. We have
0: six stories today. A
2: baker's dozen.
0: Kevin, that was awesome. Thanks, man. That was amazing. That was a very good job. That was very good. Starting with our story number one, uh, Xbox Live Gold prices are going up. This is from Robert Anderson at IGN. A brand new post on Xbox Wire has unveiled plans to increase the cost of Xbox Live Gold, the online gaming service Microsoft has been using on Xbox platforms for uh, for over 18 years. According to Microsoft, this is taking place in order to evaluate the current value and pricing of the services provided. As a result, Live Gold is going to jump up in price. However, if you're an existing uh, Live Gold six month or 12 month member, the price isn't changing and will renew at the value before the update. For those who don't fall into this bracket, gold is still increasing. Going forward, one month will now cost $10.99, either are all U.S. dollars. Three months is $29.99, and six months is $59.99, or the local market equivalent. This means that the price of a one-month membership has increased by $1, while the price of three months is now $5 more. Part of the blog post even pointed out uh, – pointed out a notable trick for Xbox users where you can convert your existing live Gold membership into Game Pass Ultimate. With this new update, the cost between the two services isn't as dramatic either, with Game Pass Ultimate still costing $14.99 per month. Not too long ago, Microsoft decided to stop selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold memberships on its platform. There has since been plenty of speculation about Game Pass becoming the primary focus for Xbox subscriptions going forward. Natalie, what is your take on this move from Xbox to raise gold prices substantially this way?
1: Liana Rupert at Game Informer has a wonderful piece that she wrote that went up today on how this really isn't an unexpected move for Xbox, um, just because um, Microsoft has been taking a more ecosystem focused um, sort of process in terms of how it's marketing its future. Um, and so for me, it's it's a mixed bag because, I mean, this isn't unexpected. Um, what Microsoft seems to clearly be doing is that they're trying to essentially roll out um, anyone who's committed to Xbox Live Gold into Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. I mean, when you, the first thing that happens when you Google Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is like this page where it says Ultimate is the best deal right now. Yep. Um, and so, really, what they're trying to do, it seems, is to not pull out the rug under people who are still using live gold, but sort of trying to make it more and more clear that. Game Pass is the thing. It should be what people um, are going to subscribe to. If you use Ultimate, you know, you got all the life Gold benefits. Um, And so I, the part where I'm mixed on is the fact that this push is, I mean, um, Xbox has had a lot of really good PR in recent months due to um, how consumer friendly it's appeared. And so this move, goes against that just because you're really raising the prices for especially uh, low-income families who, and I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, Um, not just, that's important, not just because, uh, you know, the economy is in a massive decline right now, but also because people are using multiplayer games and they are using online services to connect to people in service of you know, to replace those connections that we can't have in real life. And so consoles are ultimately much more accessible to the general public than a PC. Like my PC costs like over $2,000 to get built, while a PlayStation 5 will cost you just a few hundred. Um, Same for Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S. So the way that this is impacting lots of families, especially low-income families, um, is something that I think we need to be conscious of. I think um, doing this during the middle of a pandemic, as it's still raging on and only getting worse, as over four hundred thousand Americans have died to the COVID nineteen um, you know illness. It's it, it, it sh- they shouldn't be surprised that there is some backlash to this and some mm-hmm. anger.
0: Yeah, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head, and also there's a Sean who writes in to Patreon.com so it's kind of playing games, so just like you can. Uh, also, kind of echoes the same thing, and and, and touches on something I want to talk on. Right, uh, Sean writes in and says, "Hey KFD crew, I'll get to the point." My question is, what the fuck is Xbox doing with gold? I mean, we know what they're doing in that they're trying to push people into Game Pass. But this shitty move goes against all goodwill and pro-consumer decisions they've been making. What is the path forward for gold? And what ways could they have better incentivized people to switch from gold to Game Pass? Thanks, Sean. Uh, and I think that Sean mentions here, right? Like the, the pro-consumer thing, which is the thing that you, that, that you also mentioned, uh, I think feeds into this decision and why this decision decision feels so weird. Because for what Xbox ecosystem is and what it has been for the last few years, they've been making a lot of great moves. With Game Pass being such an excellent deal, with them bundling in uh, Gold and PC and Xbox all in Game Pass Ultimate. uh, With xCloud being such a great deal and having such good potential for the future. This seems like such a a non-Xbox move for what modern Xbox has been. And so, like you, like I think we all kind of understand the heart of the purpose of why they're doing this, right? Like they're doing it because they want to convert people into Game Pass Ultimate. They want people to realize how good of how good of a deal Game Pass Ultimate is, uh, and they want people to feel that pressure to go for, for to go for Ultimate if they are going to make that dive into the Xbox ecosystem or or subscribe to an Xbox uh, offering a subscription. Uh, the thing that they get wrong here. Is, or not the thing that that they get wrong, but the thing that I feel like is backwards here is I would have expected the move for Xbox would be to make online free and get rid of gold.
1: Nice, right? Like it's kind of wild that we still have to pay in order to play multiplayer games that we have already paid for, Um, especially during a pandemic. I think that would have been a wonderful move that would have, you know, in terms of the the mixed bag that this is that would have combated and really balanced out the negative feelings that are arising from this.
0: To think for, again, for what Xbox's platform is, Xbox very much has that. uh, We talked about this like for the last, We've talked about this for years at this point. Xbox is building an ecosystem more than it's building uh, hype for one console or hype for one machine, right? And with that, that comes with them releasing their games both on console and on PC. Xbox sees your PC purchases as as much as valid and as a value as your actual console purchases. And with that, on PC, you don't have to have Xbox Live to play games online, right? Because the PC ecosystem is open in that way. It makes sense for them to want to drop that. You know, it makes sense for them to be like, okay, cool, we have a deal that we want you guys to get into. We have a deal that is way more of value uh, than what we're offering with Xbox Live Gold. So let's just drop that and roll everything else into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, because right now, like the reason why this feels so backwards especially is because when you look at look at the PlayStation side of things, Xbox Live Gold is, Gold is the equivalent uh, uh, subscription to PS Plus. And with this price increase, Xbox Live Gold is twice the price yearly than PS Plus, right? Like PS Plus is about 60 bucks a year. This turns Xbox Live Gold into a $120 service. 20,
1: yeah. Which I've seen is people say ridiculous. today, it's like the worst deal in gaming right now. And it is. And that's kind of what they want you to realize. But the rollout isn't as considerate or it, it could be way more considerate of the fact that we're in a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to bring in this question from Miko who writes in and says, Hey, bless Natalie. With Microsoft raising the price of Xbox Live Gold, my question is, do you think there will be a price increase to Ultimate at some point this year? Or is this just to force more people to invest in Ultimate? I'm interested in getting an Xbox in the future because of Game Pass, but if the subscription raises to $20 or more a month, I might just stay on PlayStation. Anyway, thanks for everything. Hope you have a great weekend. Miko. So I, th- I think we're in agreement that this is for sure a move to push people into Ultimate. But with that said, what is the move for for um what is the move for ultimate in terms of pricing? Do you think we get that price increase soon?
1: Uh, I would hope not, because that would be very bad PR for them, and that would undo all the very good consumer friendly PR that they have gained in recent months. Um, so I mean, do I think so? Um, I can't say for sure because there's no way to. Underestimate uh, capitalist mega corporations and their greed, mm. um, especially during a pandemic. We've seen it from all sorts of spaces, all sorts of industries, and that will only continue to happen. Do I hope that there will be a price increase? No, because I think it'll be a very bad look for them. Combined with this, I mean, yeah, it, it would just it would go against the whole image that Microsoft is building for itself as a very friendly consumer like friendly consumer company
2: yeah
0: xbox game pass right now definitely holds the place of being the best deal in gaming like i think that's something that everybody kind of holds, holds holds hands on and agrees with that xbox game pass ultimate fantastic deal i think that price increase is definitely coming the question is when and i don't think it's coming i mean i don't think it's going to come up, come off straight off the heels of this price increase for gold because I think you're absolutely right that that would be a, a bad look right now, because you are one off the heels of launching a brand new console with Xbox Series X and S. Uh, but then also, like you have people, you have people still coming in, like making that decision with Xbox uh, Xbox Gold, right? And like you're obviously when you're when you're in that process of trying to push people off of that and into this thing, the thing you don't want to do is to then make that thing that you're trying to get people into inaccessible by those same people and so i think the price increase is 100 coming because i think we see that with every single streaming service right like you see that with hulu you see that with with netflix streaming services tend to just jack up in price the more and more ubiquitous they they, they become and game pass is on its way to becoming a ubiquitous service for people who own an xbox and so that price increase is coming when we shall see Story number two, speaking of Xbox Gold, uh, we have our Xbox Games with Gold for February. Uh, we're going to get Gears 5. That'll be available from February 1st to 28th. Resident Evil, that'll be available February 1st to 28th. Uh, Dandara Trials of Fear Edition, that'll be available from February 16th to March 15th. Indiana Jones in the, temp- in the Emperor's Tomb, uh, that'll be available from February 1st to 15th. And then Lost Planet 2 will be available from February 16th to February 28th. Is this an exciting offering for you?
1: Uh, yes because of resident evil which we are about to talk about very soon there's a lot of resident evil news so i think it's it's a great way to get anyone who isn't already interested in the series to check out that series
0: yeah now Gears, gears 5 is definitely like an excellent game to include here resident evil i feel like is definitely an interesting one that feels like it is a hey let's gear you guys up for resident evil 8 you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a good uh hype driver and then the one I, feel, I i the one i'm gonna i'm gonna call out is interesting but this is me very much wearing a conspiracy theory hat this is me very much
1: i figured it would be that one yeah. yeah this is me very much,
0: <laughs> much driving left field i feel like indiana jones in the temp in the emperor's tomb on xbox games with gold this month is an interesting one that's all i'm gonna say I'm not I don't think definitely. it I don't think it points to anything. I don't think it I don't think this is proof that Indiana Jones is going to be an Xbox exclusive game. I don't think anything like that. I just want to put on my my conspiracy theory hat and look at that and go, "Huh. All right, this month we're getting an Indiana Jones game on Xbox Game Games of Gold." Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't think that it out. says anything that we can safely deduce right now, but it's definitely capitalizing on the recent news regarding Indiana Jones games. Mm-hmm. So
0: now you mentioned we're going to talk about resident evil uh that is because we have our next two news stories are big resident evil stories natalie are you ready
1: yes I am.
0: we're going to start with story number three uh we finally got gameplay and a date for resident evil village uh this is from michael McWherter over at polygon and of course yesterday we had the whole uh, uh resident evil showcase that you can go watch our live reactions on youtube.com slash kind games this is what michael McWherter has to say uh rounding up the resident evil news from yesterday Capcom premiered first gameplay from Resident Evil Village, the eighth main entry in the survival horror franchise, during its Resident Evil showcase on Thursday, uh, giving fans a glimpse at the direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. We've known that Ethan Winters, the everyman hero of RE7, will return, will return for Village. Now we know why. He's searching for his kidnapped daughter, and it appears Resident Evil veteran Chris Redfield may be behind that kidnapping. Ethan must make his way uh, from the surrounding village to Sim. To the similarly spooky castle where a giant vampire mom uh real name lady dimitrescu uh and her bloodthirsty vampiric daughters reside resident evil 4 style inventory management tetris returns to the franchise uh players will also be able to craft items like the first aid kits and ammunition but it's the mutated villagers and creepy castle village that feels a lot like we're stepping back into the world of resident evil 4. The Castle of Village is incredibly detailed and ornately decorated and seemingly run by an evil cultish family, with the mysterious Mother Miranda at the very top. Village Village will also bring back a merchant character, this one's name, the Duke. Here's what else Capcom announced today, and that'll actually be yesterday as of the time I'm reading the story. Resident Evil Village will be released on May 7th, 2021, and Capcom confirmed last-gen console versions of the game for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. PlayStation 5 owners can download an exclusive Resident Evil Village demo called Maiden. Resident Evil Reverse is a new competitive multiplayer game that, that's included with Village. And then finally, Ubisoft's The Division 2 is getting Resident Evil-themed cosmetics. Uh, Natalie, what wh- what is your Resident Evil fandom? Did you watch the, the uh, showcase yesterday? Where are you at with all this?
1: Um, so Resident Evil is a really interesting series for me because... I mean, you know, lately we're having conversations about, you know, the downfall of CDPR with Cyberpunk's reception, Um, and in articles when we talk about, uh, you know, how that development has gone, the task that the development team, due to ineffective leadership and uh, largely mismanagement, um, the task that they have ahead of them is to create a redemption story. Um, And so when we talk about this game and that task that lies ahead of them, we tend to bring up, badly so, um, games like No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, those games went from being uh, received poorly or just like having a lot of backlash in their communities to um, Final Fantasy XIV is pretty much the number one MMO in the world, or at least number one in my heart. Um, and no man's sky just won an award at the game awards and it was so unexpected to the point that sean murray was totally popping a bottle and absolutely not ready not paying attention (laughs) yeah he was like oh god i didn't have anything prepared um thanks for supporting our game um and so when we talk about cyberpunk and redemption stories we tend to talk about those games but those games have something that unfortunately, Cyberpunk does not have for itself, at least right now, which is an online community that can help make or break that redemption story for a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a really good uh, series that we can use in those conversations and that we might not use as often as we should is Resident Evil, because Resident Evil has had an absolute redemption story in the last couple of years. I mean, it wasn't doing so hot for several years then resident evil 7 came along did so many new things um and brought back a a series that was essentially on the verge of just like really not having a future and then after Mm -hmm. that they capitalized on that with resident evil 2 remake which is a fantastic game um then they did resident evil 3 remake which as you said in the first episode of the blessing show Could have gotten some more love, was missing a little love, but either way, it still cements like Resident Evil is back. Resident Evil is ready to do really new things. And yesterday was mentioned, you know, this is the the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil. And series like this tend to have a sort of, um, they have a period where they really struggle and then they come back and they come back more innovative than ever. Um, I think this is such a great evolution for the series. I mean, mm. I only watch Resident Evil games because I I can't play horror games. I can watch a horror movie without blanking, but I can't step forward in a horror game. Um, so Resident Evil is not for me in terms of playing. Um, but I mean, I still watch people play Resident Evil 7 and I still get scared. Um, so this showcase was me after a busy day of Doing my internship, rushing to the chiropractor, coming home and having to do a bunch of chores and things for myself. And I was having the showcase on while I was doing everything after a really long and overwhelming week and day in general. Um, so, I mean, that speaks to the goodwill that I think Resident Evil has acquired, that like someone like me who is not playing these games is so interested that I had that showcase on even while I was doing A bunch of other things because I didn't want to miss it um like I think the series is it has such a great future ahead of it I think it's so exciting to be a Resident Evil fan right now um I love what they are doing I love Mm. that we have a a monster lady we don't get that enough in games often like I don't it's such a small thing but I on top of being bisexual and loving Lady Dimitrescu. um monster women in games yes like more complicated women in games i mean how yes, can you not i know right between,
0: like, between tall lady and then also between the the uh vampire man bloody yeah, man bloodthirsty yeah. uh daughters yeah it's it like is, come on bro I,
1: I mean resident evil emanates such bisexual energy in general like resident evil 2 remake that's a bisexual mm-hmm. game it belongs to the bisexuals but this is like you know it's continuing the trend and so yeah i just think it's it's such an exciting time to be a Resident Evil fan and I'm everyone loves a good redemption story um you know I love thinking about the fact that all those people that you know were working on Resident Evil before Resident Evil 7 and who loved what they did they get to still be on projects and work on this universe that they really love I think of the fans in the community um, that gets to still see, Uh, a series that they really love and to see refreshing and thrilling sides of it that are just continuing to evolve um I I have to say Ethan Winters there's a reason why the figurine in the collector's edition is Chris Redfield and not Ethan Winters because Ethan is so boring Mm -hmm. um but I I'm okay with it because we have all these vampire women that are super hot and super awesome and i i love the setting i just I, I thought it was i thought it was great um i have other thoughts i guess on the multiplayer that we'll talk about in a bit but i want to hear what you thought of well i watched the live stream mm. but i want to hear your like yeah
0: thoughts i mean you, you mentioned ethan Winters. like though I, I made a comment about ethan Winters yesterday that i wish i clarified because i didn't do, do a good job of expressing it but like you know resident evil historically I've been kind of on and off with it. Like, Resident Evil 7, I, I, oh, I did knew, not play. Oh, I knew Emron
1: was going to come in. Yeah,
0: I was waiting for Emron, because I saw Emron and Shag getting
3: high about it, the tall yeah. lady.
1: Emron, what's
3: Ethan uh, Winters Ethan Winter Winters is terrible. Like, they still won't show Fox. his face. They,
1: they call him an everyman for a reason, because there's nothing interesting about him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is I want to clarify, because yesterday I was like... I. You guys mentioned Ethan Winters, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Ethan Winters?" Like, I wouldn't even know he was from the exactly. previous game. And everybody, everybody was like, everybody in chat I saw was like, "You didn't play the previous game, of course you wouldn't know him." But more so, what I meant was like, I wouldn't have known this was a known character. Like from watching their RE Eight footage, I didn't got, I didn't really get anything that. out of him or his or his personality or or who he was. um That said, I think Natalie, you touch on something very good, which is the power of Resident Evil. That like you wouldn't. I think you could easily overlook if you weren't paying attention because for me, as somebody who I claim I'm not like that much of a Resident Evil person, RE2 Remake was one of my favorite games that year. RE3 Remake, even though like in our review we didn't really talk about it too highly, but still like a fairly quality game for what it was and I enjoyed my time with it, right? And like RE4 Remake, which we'll talk about in a bit, that's a game that I can't wait to play when it comes out because I'm I'm somebody who has been wanting a remake of that game because I've tried going into the original version of RE4 and that's not been clicking because of the way that time ages things and the way that like in 2020 if you tr- or 2021, right? If you try to go back to a game from the PS2 and the controls aren't clicking with you, it becomes a harder thing. And so I can't, I cannot wait for RE4 re- uh, remake to come through. Uh, but Imran, you, you
3: hopped in. I want to know, I want to you, know what your thoughts are. One blessing you should stream RE7, like at least stream like the first part of it. I think that I, is it, is the, the kitchen
0: demo? that they had is that in is that like part of the game is at the beginning of the game because i played that no, and i
3: thought that was terrifying it's, it's similar to this and it looks like it's a different demo that that the actual gameplay is going to differ not differ but like different content in the final game mm-hmm. uh but yeah like i think you should at least play the mansion part and get stalked by joe baker at least once and do that on stream it'll be fun uh I,
0: that sounds <laughs> scary i don't like games that have stalking characters you know like uh re2 uh mr x Legit is one of the scariest things to me in a video game where there's just somebody that is exist- existing in the same space as you that is hunting you. That is terrifying to me. I am not Does here to be your context greatest of game. of being
1: chased by hot vampire women change that at all for you? A little <laughs> bit. Okay. A little Did bit, but still, okay.
0: like, can, are they going to kill me? Well, can they kill me? <laughs> you know? I mean, like, yes. The, at would the end that of the demo, something you get killed.
1: you're against. <laughs> yeah. That's my
0: thing, is like, I'm tr- that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Is like, how do I feel about that?
3: But yeah, this all this Resident Evil stuff sounds neat, but I I don't care for Ethan, and I feel like the this is basically just a weird way to backdoor in Chris as the actual character because mm. it's it's gonna be oh we think Chris took the baby and we think Chris you know killed Ethan's wife or something like that like, oh no it wasn't actually Chris it was a big he was framed or something. Mm
1: you said yesterday i don't know if my baby gets kidnapped like that's her problem i'm not going in there like yeah like you
0: can't you can't have my daughter
1: from there maybe white people would be willing to be like okay like let's just go on let's see what's going on oh my god but no i'm i'm not white. i look at that and i'm like shit no that's we're not messing with that not messing with that my (laughs) my baby had her own problems she's that's her life i'm i'm not going there
0: I want to pull it's in like this taken. question. It is like taken. And honest, if I'm Liam Neeson on the phone, right, and like, depending on who they are, right, whoever calls my phone, if 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 it's if a Resident Evil character calls my phone and I'm Liam Neeson, right, and I pick it up and he, they're like, we took your daughter, I'd be like, okay, well, hopefully she's able to make it out. I don't know what to tell you, you know? Like, hopefully she's able to to handle told the her not situation. To go. Told her not, to go. I told her not go. to go.
2: I told <laughs> her not to go. I told her room and did her home.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for you, bro. Or sorry that that happens, but I'm not reading
2: that. Uh, exactly. Bless, what, one question for you really quick. Sorry to interrupt. At what point no are point. you like, you know what? I got this. All right, I'll see you guys. Like, who, who's on the phone for you to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wait there. I'll be there in two seconds. Like, where's the
1: uh, line? The line is,
0: like, normal human beings. Like, the line is Andy Cortez. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if I pick up the phone and I hear Andy's voice, like, I got your daughter send over $10,000 or like whatever. I'd be like, Andy, I'm, I'll be over in five minutes. We can throw the hands. We can do this. If it's anybody with a, any, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's Kevin Coelho on the other line, I'm probably like, ah, it's not worth it.
3: <laughs> you know? Can, can we have a shirt that the line is Andy Cortez? I, I get I cut really, for a second. He wants a shirt, a shirt that
2: says, you go ahead.
3: A shirt that says the, the line is Andy Cortez.
2: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah.
0: I'm down for it. Imran, do you want to stay for this next story? Because it's more more Resident Evil. Uh, Story number four. Speaking of Resident Evil, uh, sources say Resident Evil 4 Remake is being overhauled. This is from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Capcom's M-Development Resident Evil 4 Remake has seen a major change of leadership due to disagreements over its direction, according to people with knowledge of the project. New studio M2 has seen its role significantly reduced on the unannounced project, the sources told VGC, and mainline Resident Evil studio Capcom Division 1 has been brought in to lead a new direction. As first reported by VGC last year, the Resident Evil 4 remake has been in development since 2018, led by Osaka-based M2, uh, the studio founded by former Platinum Games head Tatsuya Manami. Little has been shared publicly about M2, but... People with knowledge of the company said uh, it was partly funded by Capcom and comprised of some former Platinum Games employees, including developers from the Metal Gear Rising and Bayonetta 2 teams. Our original report on M2 and Minami's involvement, published in December 2019, was later confirmed by credits of Resident Evil 3. Uh, The company contributed to the development of 2020's RE3 remake, with not with Minami taking on an executive producer role, but the startup's main purpose was always to lead the next big Uh, next bigger remake, Resident Evil 4. However, multiple sources have indicated that following a key project review late last year, it was decided that M2's role in RE4's remake would be significantly reduced. Capcom's Division 1, the internal team responsible for Resident Evil and Devil May Cry games, uh, has now been brought, brought in to lead the RE4 project, VGC understands. It's believed that the disagreements that led to M2's reduced role involved the studio's desire to stick faithfully to the template of original Resident Evil 4, partly influenced by the backlash to Resident Evil 3's remake, which did not include significant portions of the original PlayStation game, much to fans' disappointment. Capcom's production team, however, said or is said to prefer a direction which would see RE4's remake inspired by the original, but with its own unique take on features, story elements, and environments not necessarily confined to the blueprint of the original, similar, are, similar to Resident Evil 2's use of Mr. X. Sources said that Resident Evil 4 Remake would now partially be rebooted under the, same new, under the, under the new mandate, which could see its release delayed by as much as a year to 2023. My question is, what do you guys want from Resident Evil 4 Remake? Do you guys want the same exact thing with the same exact like template do you guys want something that's new and inspired similar to resident evil 2 and how do you guys react to this news and I want to start with you since you're the you're the resident
3: evil guru here I I feel like my answer is I don't want a resident evil 4 remake resident evil 4 is as close to a perfect video game as you know exists in that genre but like it's not perfect like it's it's age obviously and you could update that and you could you know update the mechanics but it's so well paced to me and like every part of it exists in my head as a flows from the previous part of it that if you say cut out part of the castle or towards the end of the game you replace like they did with Resident Evil 3 you make it just like a generic nest lab like I don't know that I would want any of that like I I, my feeling at the end of the day is at least Resident Evil 4 still exists whatever regardless of what they cut but I kind of side with whatever M2 was doing because Resident Evil 3 cut content too, and that wasn't great. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Natalie, do you have any takes on this Resident Evil 4 situation?
3: So
1: I guess my take would be as a new Resident Evil series fan, um, I would really like to see a remake. Uh, My line of thinking is Resident Evil 2 is a really famous game heralded as one of the best horror games. Um, and the company showed that making that game even better than it already was is something that's possible and to rejuvenate it with new features and new improvements. So I think that could happen here too. I think it's definitely been an interesting time with Resident Evil 2 Remake and Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which was kind of funny games game of the year 2020 let's go Go,
2: um
1: hell yeah uh I, I think it's an exciting time to see these series and these games sort of come back for new fans and come back in ways that are faithful to the original but also rejuvenated and that haven't you know it's aged that game has aged like I would not go back and play Resident Evil 4 right now no matter how perfect it is um but I would totally be down for Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I'm actually really excited to see this because I know it's one of the best games of all time, at least in the horror genre. So I I want to experience it and I want new fans of the series like me to experience it.
3: Yeah. I'm about, is... about to leave, Blessing, but I'm going to say the age gap here where I'm like, Resident Evil 4 is perfect. And you both are like, Resident Evil 4 hasn't aged well at all. I cannot believe how old I feel, right? I'm I, turning I, to What 10.
1: time did I, Resident Evil 4 come out? It's, I don't think
3: it's an age gap because Resident Evil 4 came out
0: in what? Yeah, 2005.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I remember playing, like, I, it, it's not, I don't think it's the age gap. It's the fact that I just got to it late. Because I remember playing that game at a friend's house back in the day, like as a kid, right? And I was probably like in 20, 2005, I would have been like 11 years old. I remember watching a friend play that game, and being like, all right, this looks cool, I guess, but it just wasn't for me. And then later on, where like in like 2000, probably 10 or something, you know, I'd look online and everybody's talking about Resident Evil 4. I I remember I remember hitting the point where I'm like, okay, I gotta actually give this an honest try and go for it. And even within that time, going back and trying it out, I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, I I see what it's doing here. I see where the fun's at. I see how cool this is. But I just can't get with how this game controls anymore. And like, hopefully, I dude, I tried that game on multiple platforms. Like, I tried playing that game on PS2. Tried playing that game on the Wii. It was actually the Wii was probably the best controlling version of that game that I played uh and i tried playing that game again on ps4 a couple years ago and i just couldn't i couldn't do it each time just because
3: the controls just didn't age well for me um i feel like i drank from the i'm gonna make an indiana jones reference i realize it's just gonna be totally lost on you but i feel like i drank from the fake uh cup i feel like i'm just turning to stone right now <laughs> i
2: get it Imran, <laughs> i get it it's a good one you Turned make into. a lot of sense so i want you to feel
1: you that around. even more yeah it
0: does there you go and hey, Ron, yeah. thank you so much for your service. All right, I'm out. <laughs>
1: Later. Bye.
0: I'm fascinated to see how this where RE4 remake pans out, though. Because I do yeah. I am excited about the prospect of an RE4 remake. That does excite me. I don't really have a strong opinion on whether or not I want it to be something that is rigidly RE4 beat by beat. We're going to make the same exact game. Or something that that is that does feel fresh and new, but only inspired by the original game. Because we've gotten both things within the last year. From different franchises. And I think either direction can work out. Like, I'm, I guess I don't really, really want to spoil anything, but from different remakes and stuff, right? Like, breathing in new life into a game that already exists can be an exciting thing because that then makes something that was iconic and classic new again in a way that even as a returning fan, you can go in and be like, fuck, man, I'm getting something new out of this. And even as a new person, you can come and be like, man, this is new and fresh and modern and I like it. But for an example like Demon Souls, where it is for the most part beat by beat the same game, I also understand the value in that, where you're taking something and then just freshening up and making it uh, uh, palatable for people who are playing it today. I think I think either way can work. Uh, but I'm my, the only sad thing for me is that that means that we're not going to get this whole situation between M2 and Capcom means that we're probably not going to get this game until 2023. Um, again, take your time though. You know,
1: no rush. I think these no development teams are perfectly poised to hopefully realize what they should stay married to and what they should innovate into something new just because like as you were saying we've seen this in the last year plenty of times with Demon's Souls and Final Fantasy 7 remake but Resident Evil particularly benefits from having had Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake as its most recent releases like you have both an extremely faithful adapt- uh, adaptation that went more th- than better than expected um and then you have Resident Evil 3 remake which people did not respond to as positively mm-hmm. so they they have gone through both ends of in terms of success and failures of remaking a beloved old time game So I think if they, you know, if they do this right, like they could have another Resident Evil 2 remake on their hands in terms of reception and quality. Um, And again, I think they're perfectly poised to realize and really think about what they should, um, what direction they should take. Just because the series has had both um, things happen, just remakes that are taken positively and remakes that aren't.
0: Natalie, I want to tell you about story number five, but f- before I do, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. There are some betting on a bunch of different mattresses, and sure, they all look alike. The same goes for pillows, but peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see that they are not all created equal and that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on the purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress it's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style with over 1800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate and this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support, and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Kind of Funny's Joey Noel has been using Purple Mattress and absolutely loves it. She says it was surprisingly easy to set up and super squishy and cozy. You can try every Purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple Purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games10. Uh, for a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash games10, promo code games10, for 10% off any order of $200 or more terms apply story number five uh, we have some new details on play dead's next game this is from tom ivan at vgc kevin i have a link in the doc that you can go to for pictures because they have some pictures that we can look at uh for concept of their next game limbo and inside studio play dead's next game is an open world title quote set in a remote corner of the universe job listings on a web on its website have confirmed it was previously revealed that the upcoming game from Copenhagen, Denmark-based company would be a third-person sci-fi title. Quote, Our current project is a third-person open-world science fiction adventure built for multiple platforms on Unreal Engine and published by Epic Games Publishing. Reads a job listing for a technical director. The title takes place in a remote corner of the universe, says a job advert for, for a gameplay programmer. Playdead currently employs 50 creative professionals across its Danish and Lithuanian Lithuanian uh, development studios and is still looking to grow. It has ten open positions listed on its website, which features artwork for its next game that Kevin's showing you right now. Natalie, where are you? Are you a fan of the Play Dead games? Did you play Inside and Limbo?
1: I did not play Limbo, but I did play Inside, and I think it's one of the like like if I had a list of perfect games, Inside is absolutely on there.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I hear that I hear that a lot from people. And I also enjoyed Insight a lot. Like Insight, I would say is definitely a, a masterpiece. Uh, I am very much looking forward to play Dead's next game. Um, one, because I'm such a fan of limbo, such a fan of Inside, But then also looking at the at the concept images, like the game looks like it's gonna be following in the footsteps of those games to some extent. They call it an open world game, which has me curious, and I wonder if that does mean that it's gonna be more of a behind-the-back, you're exploring a world. Still probably doing puzzle solving and and the atmospheric stuff that was present in the previous games but might be something that is more new and fresh for that studio um gives me those vibes which i'm all down for i like when devs do something different and new um i'm also excited because this game is going to be or excited is a weird word i'm interested because this game is going to be published by epic games publishing and i want to know what that means for the studio you know, I wonder if that changes how their their approach goes for this game or how their approach to game design in general goes when they have uh, the, when they have a deal with a larger publisher like this.
1: I definitely wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder, just because i I'm just thinking about Inside's reception. and I remember just waking up one day when the review embargo lifted. Just being like, what is this game that's getting 10 out of 10s from IGN, from so many other websites? Mm-hmm. Um, and over the years, I've, I've played it in, inside several times. I played it with my best friend. Um, the first time and then the second time I played it in a classroom setting I had a class on video game narratives and so we that was one of the games that we played and one of the few that we played from start to finish as a class and just experiencing that game is such a gift I think that game like I said it's perfect Uh, the art direction is impeccable and the art direction for this game already excites me Um, i'm just thinking you know like maybe they'll just let them do their own thing because inside is genuinely one of those games that people consider to be perfect and so i hope that that is the case that they are given the freedom they're just given money and they're given the freedom to do whatever they want because that's when that's when uh play dead is at their best
0: exactly Uh, And then our last news story, story number six, Fortnite adds Sarah Connor and T-800 Terminator skins. This is Matt Kim at IGN. Uh, The newest skins joining Fortnite's growing roster of pop culture hunters now includes Sarah Connor and the T-800 from the Terminator franchise. The accompanying skin, Back Bling and Pickaxe are available now in the Fortnite item shop. Sarah Connor was teased earlier on in the season, but now it's official. As with other special skins from the season, Sarah Connor's outfit will come with two variants, a T-800 endoskeleton, uh, arm back back bling, and combat knife. I love Fortnite jargon because reading it out of context sounds ridiculous, but I understand what it means. T-800 endoskeleton, arm back bling, and combat knife. Uh, the T800 skin comes with a built-in emote, HK Skynet uplink backpack bling, uh, or back, yeah, no, back bling, and Techno Grip Axe. Uh, Kevin, were you able to acquire this?
2: Oh, I got it. I, you, you got it? This fucking company has to stop taking my money, you know what I mean? Because they figured it out. They're like, oh, let's give you cool stuff. When you're the T800 and you're walking around, it has a very distinct, he has a very distinct step it is like the his little metal foot with all its metal parts hitting the floor and it's crazy that i i didn't realize how nostalgic that noise was until i was walking around being like oh oh yeah that's uh that's definitely him walk, walking around i'm so, I love it. i'm so glad i broke
0: in my fortnite habit <laughs> cuz like there were like kevin you put it you put it so good that like this company needs to stop taking my money i paid for so many skins when i was playing with you guys I'm i like
3: really too much
2: money. I'm really good at resisting. I think at this point I've only bought the oof. <laughs> they're adding up now. God of War, Master Chief, and uh this pack right now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? what? I, I I feel like God of War, I don't know if I use my you know, I think I use my money money.
0: All right. I definitely use my money money on God yeah, of War. Yeah. I, yeah as yeah. soon as they reveal like Kratos skin, I was like, I'm I'm getting that thing. Uh when 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 are they adding Jurassic Park? Do you still think that that whole uh, – well, I forget so, the name of the area, but you, you know the area I'm talking about, right? That yeah, looks like y- Jurassic Park.
2: Yeah, you've been out of the loop a little bit because it's – they're using that for Predator. So it kind of feels like that's what that area was intended okay. for. It, it looks a lot like the, the den in Jurassic Park, but I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to mm-hmm. get blue. And I know that like most people didn't think it was going to be blue. And they thought mm-hmm. maybe it was gonna be the other kid, uh, Chris Pratt. But I wanted to be a dinosaur, you know? Like Dude, I know what thing. you mean. Nat, do you play uh, Fortnite at all?
1: I have not played a moment in Fortnite, not even a minute. And I you're love serious. it. I love it for me.
0: Oh, uh, you're missing out. You're <laughs> I missing am out. It's a fun game.
1: And it has to, you know, it makes me think about what we just talked earlier regarding Xbox Live goals. Like, I've seen a lot of people say, like, Fortnite is supposed to be free, and now I have to pay, like, 120 bucks a year.
0: Oh, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. You get to. You make yeah. it rain oh. all over. All and over it's RPGs. more than that, right? Because
2: mm-hmm. if you are join the Fortnite crew, it's uh, $12 a month times 12. 144 is that right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I right there? No, more I think you right? nailed that. Oh, okay, good, good. I think good. you nailed that. Good, good. Kevin See, it goes to show I don't
1: play Fortnite.
2: So. Did I sign up for Fortnite crew? Because I was like, look, it's going to be cheaper than just buying all the like. Buying the battle pass over yeah, and over again. Yeah. I might have. But did you? Maybe. Um, I don't want to talk about Kevin, it. Kevin. I don't want to talk oh about man. it. Oh,
0: man. Kevin or Nat, I'm very excited for when I get back into Fortnite. But I'm hoping that is so far, far away. <laughs> if I wanted was coming out to mom drop Shops today, where would I look?
1: You would look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by Kind of Funny Games Daily, show hosts each and every weekday.
0: Yeah! Out today, we got Redout Space Assault for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Adverse for Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Gravity Heroes for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Bladed Fury for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. skycadia for Xbox One. Gradiently for Switch. Colorful Calore for Switch. Uh, Catch for Switch. Abyss Mm -hmm. the Wraiths, yeah, Abyss the Wraiths of Eden for Switch. Uh, Balance Lot for Switch, and then Mad Games Tycoon Two for PC. And then we have one new date for you: The Uncharted movie has been pushed back. From this July to February eleventh, twenty twenty two, and I believe they cited COVID oh, as the reason. Oh, yeah, no, hmm. no, we'll see. Tom Holland, we'll
2: be we will be reunited soon in what the does theater. What it means that I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I thought you I were can't. just about to stop. I thought you were like, "Hey, man, I'm going back to stopping you." Tom Holland, so you know. I will find
0: you. No, I meant that like we'll be reunited. Like I'll be watch. I'll be in the theater and get to see him on the big screen. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, of course, that's what you meant. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, no one misunderstood that yeah no uh now it is time to squad up of course you can write into patreon.com slash confident games let you know let us know what you're playing we'll squad you up with the community this one comes from mark freeman uh mark freeman freeman writes in with a squad up talking about the weekly community zoom that he likes to organize uh mark Re- mark freeman writes in and says this week's community zoom will be on, will be saturday 11 a.m till late pacific standard time all are welcome it's always a fun time additionally around 2 p.m pacific standard time alexander ballant will be premiering his documentary access granted which is about steve Saylor on the zoom of course steve Saylor, friend of the show the homie uh the blind gamer uh, as usual all details are in the are in the pin tweet on at the indie boy one so if you want to get part be- if you want to, if you want to um, get into that community Zoom, hit up at the Indie Boy One on Twitter. Check out that pinned tweet. Join in the shenanigans. Now it's time for kindoffunny slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Oh, uh, let's see here.
2: Let's see here. Let's see here. A lot of editorializing. All these kids with their opinions. You know what I mean? Get out of here. Uh, uh, uh. uh,
0: let's see. Okay, seven, seven. The Horseman writes in and says, "Uh, Natalie is correct. Fortnite does cost 120 year, 120 dollars a year on Xbox. On Xbox now, now because Xbox requires gold for all all online games, even oh. free to play ones." I see. I That's thought you I mean, Kevin, right? me, me and Kevin thought you were talking about um the the crew. The crew. That makes sense. No, you're absolutely right about that, which again is a bummer with the price increase. Xbox, get that together. Uh, and then I think that's it for you're wrong. Yep, that's it for you're wrong, because the rest are saying similar things. Uh, this week's hosts, or next week's hosts for kind of funny games daily look like this. Next Monday is Blessing and Tim, Tuesday, Greg and Gary, Wednesday. Me and Emron Thursday, Greg and Tim. And then Friday, it's Greg and Giancarlo Valdez. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Mike and the crew playing, uh, uh, or Mike and a crew of hunters playing Predator Hunting Ground. So stick around for that. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me on today's kind of funny games daily.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you always. And I'm happy that we got to do it finally, like live and in front of everyone and just shooting the shit.
0: 100%. Uh, if people want to find your work again, remind them where they can check your stuff out.
1: So you can go to Twitter at heartimicia. That's heart I M E C I A. You can find my writing, especially on the weekends, at fanbyte.com. And you should check out fanbyte anyway because it's wonderful. Um, and yeah, and then I'm just generally here and there, mostly on there Twitter. There you go. Unfortunately.
0: Definitely go check out Nat's work. Uh, follow Nat on Twitter again at heartimicia. Uh, and of course, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily